top shelf in your fridge. You know, those grabbers. Your pantry. Yeah, grabbers. Yeah, I'm going to get me some grabbers. Yeah. I'm for sure. Because you know what? There's pee on the floor. So you, I'm going to get me a grabber rag and I'm going to clean up that pee on Where's the Where's your video? You need a step and fetch. That's what you need. A step and fetch. <laughs> people are going to step and fetch you something. I'm not going to have people to do what I need done on a constant basis. I mean, I'm taking care of a lot of dogs every day. I know, but. When you can't even wash your own hair, I can and wash barely my go own to hair. the bathroom. You know, you're going to be be washing your hair. Lucky, man. Bob, I can wash. I'll get out of my wheelchair on one leg, and I'll wash my hair in the kitchen sink, and I'll get back in my wheelchair. You're you're going to have you, the you boys forget, move everything you out of the way. You forget how much determination I have. <coughs> it's it's going to knock you back. Mm. I'm telling you, the bathroom, is, the bathroom is my worst Bubbles! Enemy. My bathroom stall? Do you have... So for stuff. Danny's mom in her house, we went on Amazon and I ordered the shower chair. So it's the kind of shower chair where you can enter from the outside and slide across. So it has a handle on the one side that you slide across. Does that make sense? So then, <clears throat> So you have to get into a sitting position. This is my problem. If my leg is fixated straight, well, first of all, I'm not even allowed to shower when that fixator is on right. constantly. But I fixed that because Danny had the fixator on. So I went on Amazon and they sell these sleeves. I looked at those yesterday. And you put that on and you take your shower and it works wonderfully. Yeah, Eva, I looked at those for Eva to take a shower when she had it that cast It doesn't like leak too. and get wet no, underneath. They, no. no, they have good ones now. No. That's the other thing. Do I have in, to live in shorts? Yeah, but luckily it's going to be hot. What the fuck are you going to put pants on? What the fuck are you going to put pants on? Or you get, like, for Danny, we had to, and you need to start buying all your supplies Well, now. that's why I started looking at it yesterday. Because I'm serious. Everybody's telling me you need to sim it down now. And I'm like, no. This stuff needs to be She doesn't about sim it down now. Like, ever. Well, supplies you need, but like certain kind of clothes. Like, he couldn't dress. Exactly. He couldn't dress himself. And, you know, I'm already gone to work. So, he had to learn how to. So, we had to buy him. It was terrible. For, but an example, like I had to buy him wife beaters because that's all he could get on over yeah. this arm thing, and then yeah. he could, and then I had to buy him non-slip socks because he couldn't get his. Not shoes ha and, not having an arm is a is a tough one. Right. So for you, you just have to think about how can you get yourself dressed easily. So you might need to go up in size, like in. Like a big old T-shirt and a big old short. You need to get pants that, that you can, can like put on and then zip on the side so that they're on <clears throat> instead of like having to pull it. I mean, yeah, they have that. Too. You should see how I have to put my pants on now, and I have had them for weeks and weeks yeah. because I cannot lift that foot. Yeah. I can't lift it. I'm even so thinking like to, sweatpants like and cut off one leg. On it's just ground. like like really and loose. Don't wear underwear. Just go be really free. loose pajama bottoms. You know. Where they're big, and then you have so attractive. Got, well, here's you're laid up in the bed. Yeah, nobody cares. I mean, that the way Danny looked, it was it was terrible, but you know, he what? looked a little unkempt. Yes, <laughs> but it got the job done. Yeah, you know, you don't have to take a shower to get clean, like you can do this. I, like, I, I, I won't like it, but there's I can, some, there's some I stuff I have. It's basically chlor, it's basically chlorhexadrine, <clears throat> it's called Hippoclens, and you can put that on a yeah. rag, and you can, you can, it's put it. The nurses washing with the <laughs> <Yep>. It's legit. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff. I'm saying that I need to like ahead of time you tackle can just, this stuff. You can do rags and chlorhexidine. You know, you'll you be know clean. When I don't want to tackle that when I'm in a wheelchair and I'm already really mad. Yeah. So the fixator thing, let me just tell you about that. I've got scars on my walls from it because the outside of it rips things like a jaw's mouth. So you can't just have. Is it plastic? No, it's metal. It's metal. 
What's metal? The chair? No, the fixator so that, going on Yeah, it's leg. metal. So this thing goes you like it. this, and it's got like a round thing with like barbs and whatnot. Yeah, it's like, it's like a halo for your leg. What are we talking like, about? Like pins and it's like fixes. So they, it locks. And then you go yeah, to the doctor. I asked, it's, it's not an internal fixator. It's an yeah. external fixator. So there's nothing, no rods going into my leg. No. But it still looks the same. It still looks like a halo that goes all the way down your leg. And it'll tear times. your clothes to shreds. Yeah. And it doesn't pinch to stay on? No, it wasn't uncomfortable, but it's locked in that position and you have no control over it. You have to go to the doctor and they yeah, undo the lock. Undo it, and, and, and they're going to put you at whatever degree they want That's you what at. He said. And then relock it. And then they relock it and then you'll go back again. I mean, it's this whole big process. Right. And so for like the first three weeks, they don't adjust it. Right. And then I go back and they adjust it. But that thing ain't coming off. No. No. So you. I forget how long you said because I think so I blocked it out. How long did that? How long can I not bear weight on that leg? Do you remember? He didn't say how long you couldn't bear weight. It. You I need to go to Walmart. We didn't ask. Go to Walmart and buy like really cheap things. That's what we did. Those clothes that he had, he never wore them again. Once like he got out of Tammy it. Daniel shorts. You can get a muumuu. But like if you're, cold, I'm gonna order you one without telling if you. If you're cold, well, no, a muumuu actually is a great idea because you don't have to wear underwear under it, and you can get on your potty real quick. Oh. And it buttons up. The <laughs> Seriously, but I know like you're cold sometimes, so I already have an idea. You get yeah. the sweatpants, you cut off the one side, so it's short. You got the one, one leg. leg, and then your other leg stays covered, really so that idea. you're. Hey. This this is what I need. Yeah, but this is what I need. Do not invest in anything other than just cheap. Get rid of it when you're done. But the muumuu is actually a fantastic idea because you're not messing with your leg at all, especially the first couple of weeks. Exactly, and then seriously, you can get over to the potty without trying to deal with. Because trying to get a leg that I'm not allowed to bear weight on, that's in a fixated straight position, into a pair of pants. Is probably yeah, yeah. You need to you need to not you need to find a solution that doesn't involve pants. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can't be you can't be pulling pants over your Moo-moo's, legs. Moo moo is the that's the way to go. Moo moo's. And I, I want to have some. You're fun gonna with have that. some oh. real fun with that, aren't you? Yeah, she's gonna be shopping for moo moo. Golden girls. Here I we want come. some with dogs on them. <laughs> Travis, that was the best idea. What? What? No, it was him. No, that was, oh, my, was you. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said to I'm, me I'm the, the other one. night, he said, he said, you're not going like, to have a problem with us making fun of you, are you? You're not going to have a problem with us. He goes, we're not going to have a lot of fun with making fun of you. I said, listen. 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 First I, of all. You know what? I mean, I can laugh at this just like everybody else can laugh at. But I said, here's one thing. Here is one thing. I do not like to ask for help. So when I do ask for help, I know I got that. That it ain't in. fun and games. That went in. You better run. And no, I you better, and you I better do it and be nice about it. <laughs> you better. You, you that's better. that's that's not I, that's not the time for humor. No. I understand. And when I say I need something done, all I want to hear from you is okay. Yep. That's it. Yes, ma'am. I'll be right there. <laughs> not oh, is your leg broke? <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. Lazy. Oh mercy. No, I I feel really bad for you because I feel really bad for me too. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the people at that I've seen well sick, house. Danny with that arm and that fixator was the, it was terrible. It just was terrible. How bad was his pain? Really bad. Yeah. Because it, it, couldn't it, be... was, it was bone pain. I remember what you told me about your dad yes. and having bone cancer. So Danny said the bone pain, they gave him a nerve block, like right after they did the surgery and reattached his, they said, we're going to do this nerve block and that lasts like they do that. They do that hours. for dogs too. And and his, then it goes his away. His didn't work. Oh, it didn't oh. work. 
So they were chasing the whole time. Yes, and then mm. he finally got over the hump. And mm. but you know, I felt really bad for him because he was your age when it happened to him. Yeah. And what did he do? He, he tore his bicep. He was going. It was wet out at the lake, and our boat. You had to go downstairs to get into the cabin, and he was trying to carry all of his bags and try to get downstairs, and he slipped in the wet. And he tried to hang on. Ooh. And he he tore he tore, tore his, his muscle bicep. tore his bicep, his bicep muscle and it just Savage. rolled right up like Popeye up in here. So he texts uh. me at home and he said, "I need you to call me. I I, I need you to call me." My and arm is dead. Normally, I always will say it. I'll call him immediately. I said, "I'm busy. I'm helping. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care about your bicep. I'm helping. I was helping Carly do. He's her, just on the ground. Her tax return. He goes, I'm hurt. I'm like, okay. He would never. Oh, he should have sent the help text. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> he doesn't know help. <laughs> I need to teach him what help means. Um, and then when he told me, I was like, oh no. And so I rushed that him was to one bad. of those. It was bad. Those ortho- orthopedic places that are open seven days a week. Was it a weekend? It was the weekend, of course, because it only happens a weekend or at night. And I didn't know what that looked like. Well, you just have a ball. So like his muscle pulled straight up, pulled straight up and just and and so then, you had a hunk under there. And, that's, and this is what why I learned and why I'm afraid you're going to get the cadaver is because they said we need to get you in as soon as possible because if we don't, this is going to shrink up so much that Not we be won't able to. have enough to reattach it. And now yours that's is where gone so long. Yeah. He made that pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't make any promises with Danny that it was even going to work. He... We were signed up for the cadaver if we needed it. Yeah. But luckily he... If it doesn't work, then what do they do? <clears throat> Too bad, so sad, you don't have a leg? No, no. It's, it, you, he, you he didn't get the cadaver. Yeah. So, like, if they can reattach your own oh. to the bone. So, they take it, they stretch it out, and then they put a fixator. But if it don't fit, you get you get dead, you get dead yeah. parts. Yes. And then they told Danny, for the rest of your life, you can't lift anything oh, more than nice. 50 pounds. Wow. For the rest of your life. Where do they get, like, dead parts? Like, how, do they, how does it still work if the person's dead? Like, doesn't it, like, I don't know, decay? Or do they put them in liquid nitrogen? Well, a tendon or, or a muscle, you know, does that have to stay alive? How long after the person? blood supply? Or? I have no idea. How long after the person's dead can they use their parts? Well, they, no they, well, it's donated. So it's people who have donated their bodies. Yeah, but they, how long well, after the, the person like dies? Valves. How are they doing that? I don't know. We should research that. That's pretty interesting. Like, like, maybe like, like if, if the person the died a week ago, you can use it? Or two weeks ago, you can't use it? I'm sure they're frozen. And And is it typed and matched? Or does it not matter? Seriously, he didn't. He didn't seem to stress about that. It's not like getting the heart. Well, yeah, did no, I just everywhere. remember the the first orthopedist that you went to, which is the partner of the surgeon that's going to do it. When he figured out that your quad was torn, I, I just remember his face was like, like "Very really grave, bad. very grave." I didn't like it because, practically because he knows how bad the surgery is, but also because it's been so long. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's the thing is, um, you know, I had an MRI before I went to Walt Disney World because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to hurt myself any further, which it doesn't sound like that I would have because even the guy that we saw. No, he said once it's torn. Once it's, it's torn. torn. He said it's, it's not going to. usually complete. It's not going to continue to, it's, you know, it's torn. Yeah. So. Um, and it had already been a long time. But so. apparently the MRI that I had was of my knee. They were looking for torn meniscus. Well, they were looking for what's going on in the knee. And, yeah. it, and there is a torn meniscus. And there is a Baker's cyst. 
But is he going to take your baker's cyst out at the same? Well, we didn't even mention that. We talked to him about. We talked to the PA about that of, of the baker's cyst and what do they do? And he said that they drain the fluid out of it and because, it, it'll resolve and it it'll resolve own. itself. The baker's cyst forms because of an injury. Oh. But I asked him about the meniscus. What you know? What do you want to do? Do you want to clean that up while you're in there? And he goes, No. He goes, I, like he didn't want to poke the bear anymore while he was in there. And he said, You know, torn meniscus in a knee. He goes, If you took a sampling of people in different age groups. It's basically like an incidental finding. It's like finding a cyst in a random person. He goes, you know, a certain number of people are going to have a torn meniscus in their knee at every age group forever. So what and what he was saying is the the amount of pain that I'm in is not meniscus related, which I kept saying. I mean, I just I kept reading about people with meniscus tears and I'm thinking, am I just a goddamn baby? Because you know, I read some people with meniscus tears, they don't have any symptoms at all. Yeah. And other people, it's like it really hurts and it's problematic. And it, de- and it depends. So like when mm-hmm. mine, one time when mine was torn, where the piece of tissue ended up, it locked my knee into like a triangle. They kept and I asking me about locking. Yeah. They kept asking me about locking. I said, I don't have locking. That's what mine, my, mine my, is dangling. Mine was locked. My leg is not attached well. Yeah. I can tell that it is not attached right. Well, it's not attached right. You know, when you feel your limb moving in ways that your limb shouldn't move, and when it moves in that way, it's excruciating, you know that there's a problem. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. <laughs> See, and what sucks is that, you know, you waited all this time for this appointment. They have walk-ins for that. Yeah, so we get to that appointment, and there's people that are there on walk-in, and I'm like... <clears throat> you don't know until you need it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Danny was, I was telling him about what was going on with you, and how terrible it was and he's like all this happened because she fell over a dog you know that's his question well he tripped down the stairs he ripped his bicep off his body so yeah this is true the thing that's the other thing because people look at me like well why did you wait so long why did you wait so long how long did you do this why did you wait so long what i have to explain is that when i fell on the concrete there was no there was no devastating like Danny felt with his arm there's no devastating oh my god my leg is broken off I fell on the and concrete you, you it didn't hurt see a lump. It, it's not like it rolled up and you had a lump so you could imag- automatically tell hey there's this huge lump that wasn't here this yeah morning. something you know, seriously wrong when you fall straight on your knee on the concrete it hurts yeah it hurts, so, it hurts for a while afterwards. so you know what I get up I walk it off and it's going to hurt for a while, but you know, it, it'll, you're bruised. It'll get better. I, I know about these things. But so I, so there wasn't any, you know, when you read about people who talk about like having their tendons torn or there's like a loud popping sound and excruciating. And I'm like, I didn't have any of that. I fell down. It hurt. That's, that's it. That's to me why I think that you like tore it and it's been tearing, 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 tearing yeah. as you go because you've had gradual increase of pain. A gradual increase of pain and gradual increase of instability in my yeah. knee. I kept saying to her like two months ago, I feel like I'm going to fall. I feel like I feel unsteady on my feet. I remember you saying that. And I'm like, what the hell? You know? And you thought, is it because and, I'm old? Right, and you think in the, your mind, am I getting older? Is did this just, just come on all of a sudden? Oh, you're 63 years old. Mm-hmm. You're like unstable on your feet now. And it's, it, yeah. there was not, it wasn't like a one thing. It's like this gradual thing. And then the pain started to get worse and started to get worse and started to get worse to where, and like I explained to the doctors, the worst thing is to like sit at a desk like, like you where your knees are bent and you're doing stuff. It doesn't hurt when you're sitting there. But then when you get up, 
I can't hardly walk. Except now you hurt sitting in a chair, depending on the chair. Depending on the height of the chair. Depending on the position of my leg. But then like in the morning. What does your leg want to not have pain? Just my leg, like to sleep, uh-huh. what, my, what my leg wants is to be at a 45 degree angle on its side. Okay. So that's how I sleep. But then when I get up in the morning, I can't walk. That's, where, that's the position it wants to be in at rest. But then you have to straighten it to get up. And my knee goes, I'm going to kill you now. I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> so like to get up to go to the bathroom, I've got crutches next to my bed because I have to crutch myself, you know, everywhere I go. And eventually after I, like I always say to you guys when I get out of the car, just give me a minute. I have to stand here a minute and just let the, the pain scream and let it try to calm itself down, and straighten it so that I can move again. Yeah. And I have to do that every time I get up. What is your, is your shower, do you have to step? It's about this over? high. Just this it's high. It's a walk-in. It's a walk-in, but with a little bit of a What's step. What's the door? Is it's it a glass, glass door. door pulls <clears throat> this way. I can get in there. I'm telling you, you, you don't have to get in there. Can... But is there, is there a bench in there? No. So you need the shower bench. So you need the measurement in there. For the I know, sh- but this is my concern. This is my problem. I don't think your shower is big enough. Getting for a into bench. a sitting position. They pos- sell them in two different sizes. Like my mother-in-law has a very old one, and so I had to go with a smaller one. But I mean, it's great. But how am I supposed to sit in there with my leg extended? I'm what tall. With a fixator, she's I'm not five foot nine, yeah, ma'am. So you're not going to be showering for like eight weeks. I told, I told you the, the solution open. to showering. You don't need to shower. You can just use chlorhexadrine. That's how they. That's how they clean just people that are. Get a know, rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically it's the same thing as uh, naked anyway no you just have the Whatever. door open and your leg is out like that and then you just go in there and if some water gets on the towel out there your step and fetch picks it up you yell at travis come pick my towels up in the oh step and fetch is a person yes yeah. i thought it was like a no 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 that's i thought you. it was too like, dang yeah, no it's a person gonna... step and fetch one step and fetch two step and fetch three <laughs> no you just put the towels out and the door remains open you've oh. slid in on your seat do what you do water gets on the floor who cares I've got concrete floors. Got concrete mop floors that don't mop it up. You're done. You're not going to do it. Step and fetch is going to do it. So you just get in there. You leave your mess. They come clean it up, and you're fine. But the <laughs> Let's other try thing and mitigate you, my tasks. Okay. The other thing you need to order, and that's why we need. I need like a list. You do. You know, we you need to post it to the page and ask if someone does durable medical equipment rental, and then you meet with them and say, "Hey, I need this, this, and this." Well, and no, they hey, come or, to your or, house. Or, or, or they tell me what I need because I don't know what I need. Exactly. So you need someone who does this. The reason I know about this is because like women that come home from the hospital after they've had a baby, maybe they don't want to buy a breast pump. So these the durable medical equipment company will come in and set you up with whatever you need. And they deliver it to your house, set you up on your debit card. So that's going to be the hospital bed, the shower chair but you may just want to keep the shower chair because now my mother-in-law has it whenever she has the flu or she doesn't feel good when she can get in there and she can sit down yeah don and donna have that but you also need it's just like this little chair thing it's got rails like this and it just slides over your potty but it brings your potty up so it's like a potty seat with handles that fits over your potty. So you're not trying to go all the way all down. All the way down and get and all, all the way, way back up. up. So it's I swear to God my toilet is this Your toilet is stupid because your <laughs> toilet I, I am not kidding. It's not even the elongated bowl. It's like the small round one. And, and it's really low. How do you live like Yeah, that's like well that's that's like It's like know. for kindergartners. 
It's no, a you baby need toilet. this other thing to put on top of that. When we were in, I'll replace when we were in Florida, I went into one handicapped mm-hmm. bathroom and it had a to- it had a toilet that was really high. Yeah, you know, For it's handicapped just a, people. It's just a high, and I said that toilet. I, I'm in love with that toilet. <laughs> Best it toilet didn't ever. Cause me any pain to use it at all. Well, you could do that. You could do that for Mother's Day. Snap your fingers and get a real toilet. I can just go. Toilets are like two hundred dollars. I can go to Lowe's and get a new toilet. Put it on. Take forty five minutes. I need a new toilet. Yeah, do that. And I need grab bars next to it. No. Those are easy. We'll find the studs in there, and it just, that's easy. That's an easy fix. Well, you're gonna have to hurry up with all this stuff because this week. I don't think they're going to get it done that quick. I bet you it's not this week. I bet you it's, it's the, the week after. The week after. That would be my guess. <clears throat> Unless you walk in. No, you don't walk into surgery. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. You show up for surgery. There's like, hey, can I get a surgery today? <laughs> well, hey, like hey. A, and a lot of the time, <laughs> when you're going to do like a surgery that's not an emergency, they're going to want a chest x-ray. They're going to want yeah. blood work. They want to do a heart. Uh, you just had AKG. an echo. They want to do all this stuff, though, now to make sure you don't have anything else going on. They're not going to just take you in there and start cutting on you without making sure you're stable enough to... They almost had a heart attack when I went in for my colonoscopy because of my heart. Yeah. And they're like, we're, we're not going to do it. And I go, why don't you just call my cardiologist? I was, like, just there. And, and so they did. I mean, they went through the hoops of making the calls. Because yeah. I literally had just had everything checked on my heart. So I, I should be good. But yeah, they're going to do all of that. Yeah. That's fine. Have them call your cardiologist. They're going to want preoperative blood work. We should just send you on the dog bus and I just Reno and, and I get ju- all that done down there. And I, <laughs> and I just had a, a, all of that done on my heart in January. So they could just, once again, call him and you guys talk amongst yourselves. Because, yeah, they don't like my heart and they don't like my baby bird. <laughs> You're just a hot mess, as kids say. But, no, but you, at least if we can get you first, like through the first couple of weeks or so at my house, where we've got your pain managed and you're not like a groggy monster and you've figured out how to, you know, get your pants on and get in and out of a bed. What about like, do the sweatpants, you cut off the one leg. That's a good idea because you got the cast on and then you cut a butt flap. <laughs> Two buttons. Two buttons. I like yeah. where your head's at. Two <laughs> buttons and some thread. A pair of scissors. Everyone has that. Yeah. Like Doug calls underwear. it the trap door. It's those, those, <laughs> those pajama long underwears that the cowboys used to wear. Yeah, it's a trap yeah. door. Terrible business. <laughs> you know, Come I, in handy. I know you well uh, enough, and I know glad from what Danny going through that. If you don't have any complications. I think after the third day, you're going to be ready to come home, and you're going to be fine. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I think you're going to be fine. Pain meds will be a challenge for me. She's going to be. Because pain meds just knock me out. Well, Danny got on to, like, prescription strength Advil, like, really quickly because he just doesn't, they don't do anything for him. He doesn't react to, he's kind of like you with codeine and things like that. Oh, it'll take her pain away. It just makes her sleepy night-night. Yeah, then that's why she wants me at her house because... She's not gonna be able to remember even, when she I took won't it. I won't even wake up to like even know when they're due next. I'll I, I basically video. I, you, you, basic, fa- you fail. So much Disney video. World. I'll just be asleep all the time. I'll just be asleep. See, and that's fine. And then if she just needs to, she needs somebody to feed her. She needs you know to take her meds Don't and feed her. just lay up in the bed. <laughs> I've got a room downstairs with a TV in it already. You can just put a bed in there. It'll be easy. There's a bathroom right next to it. I'm going to have to have a wheelchair. Yeah. Durable going to be medical equipment company. You got to call. You need a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. 
and I need to have over my doorways. Mm -hmm. I need like you know ramps, ramps, little. Well, just I think we could just, just do like it with like a wood. piece of angled wood on yeah, each side. That's not hard. See, you know, so I could just because it's only a little. It's a threshold. I don't need a whole ramp. I just need a. You just need one on each side. Just need some triangles. Little triangles of wood. I can't even believe it. It's it's a bad mess. Just remember what you said before you got the MRI. Anything but bone cancer was fine. Facts. Yep. Well, I said even if you have to amputate my leg. Because if you amputate your leg, well, it would probably be a little easier to amputate your leg. You know, you still have phantom pain and weird crap. Yeah, you got all types of potential complications with that. But it's really hard to have your leg and them tell you that you can't put any weight on it. Yeah, you it's just, just like a thing you that's attached you adjust, to you. You adjust to it. I know, but Danny, it, could, it was his right arm, and he's right-handed, of course, so he had to try to learn, just try to brush your teeth with yeah. the left hand and just things you're not used to doing. So, being that it's your left. I just think about, I just think about how easy it is, like if you're getting up and like trying to get on the toilet or you're getting up and trying to get in the shower, how easy it is to lose your balance and stomp your leg to the ground to try to catch yourself and ruin your surgery. That's the biggest thing. That's, I know. That's, that's, that's why you have to like simmer down now and let <laughs> us take care of you. But that doesn't help me get on the toilet. You wear a muumuu and you, get you on have the, toilet. the raised toilet. It's going to be fine. If, if anything is a mess, you leave it for the step and fetch. I've never heard, I never heard that term to, before. Now you guys need to clean my toilet. <clears throat> it is what it is. That's you, on Jess. Because totally. you're not going to be doing any of these things. <laughs> that step and fetch is passing the buck. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. It'll be fine. People do this all the time. And it sucks. But if you, sh <laughs> if you show your ass, they could send you to rehab. <clears throat> Jessica and, and Travis and Wes could just... I'm sending you to rehab. <laughs> I don't need... I, like... She's not rehabbing anything. She's no, she's, they, she's she's recovering. No, it's just somebody that had, does if, everything. No, but if you had a person like her who yeah. had nobody to take care of her, that's where you would have to go. It's to rehab. So it's not like you need rehab. <clears throat> it's where someone who cannot fend for themselves goes because they they can't care for themselves at home. So they have to go like into skilled this nursing. interim place until they recover enough to care for themselves because there's no one at home to do Let it. Let me read you this text that Danielle Musselman texted me last night. She said, I hope I'm not messaging you too late. I'm catching up on all the texts. I work at a rehab, and we have a lot of people come to us after the surgery you are going to have. They come to us because they don't have the family, friend support, and cannot go home alone at first. So they come and do their physical and occupational therapy with us. Okay. She said, I'm a speech therapist, so knees are not my specialty, but sometimes they are my patients for different reasons. This is what they use, this is what they recommend people use to make it easier to lift their leg up in the bed or up in the wheelchair. Is that strap that I showed yeah. you guys yesterday? That's Just what I was thinking of. You could like wrap a leash on there and <laughs> <clears throat> So then yada yada. The therapist in the hospital will go over a lot of uh, with you before discharge. They know people want to be as independent as they can and have a lot of techniques and adaptive equipment to allow you to be as independent as possible. I know it's hard not knowing exactly how things will work out once discharged. If you have any questions rehab-wise about how you will do certain living daily tasks, I can ask one of my occupational therapy friends questions. I know they would talk to you directly if that's something you want. Yeah. Once you have the surgery, you're in the brace, right? I'm in a fixator. It's, it's called just, a fixator. It's a fixator. It's just a big brace. 
Yeah, it's basically like just a big, a big brace. Super it's like brace. Yeah. It's a halo here. for your leg. It's unmovable. It is less. <laughs> yeah. Un- but it just doesn't go into your skin. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's a big scary it's, piece of equipment. If it's locked in place, then the likelihood, even if you kind of stumbled, of like breaking. No, no weight bearing. He does not want my foot to touch the ground. Because what you don't realize is that when you put your foot down, subconsciously you're flexing that muscle. Damn. That's the worst part to me. Yeah, you have to learn how to fall down, not using your leg. And you have to eat down. really, which you're already good at this, but you have to eat really healthy and make sure and get enough protein and, th- you know, so that all of that can heal. Yeah, I'm not a garbage eater. And that's the thing that concerns me, like, about not being able to cook or make my own food. Because I'm not going to eat fast food. I'm not going to live on fast food. It's yucky for me. Good thing you have family members that will take care of you. I'll have Wes come over and cook me some hamburger helper. It's good. It's a fine meal. I think Jess should just make a turkey like every other day. <laughs> that's the move. That's big brain energy. Mm-hmm. She needs but a lot like, of see, all that, potatoes. Yeah. All of that occupational therapy and all those techniques yeah. and stuff, you're not going to remember that stuff because you're going to be high. Well, they're going to meet with you before. Danny had to go meet with the rehab people. Yeah. Before he had the surgery and there he had the plan in place and everything. But you're not going to do, you're not going to do physical therapy. No, for she will. For a long time. She will. She'll, she'll go to But your legs broke. Rehab. What are you supposed to do? Well, that's like way down the road. That's what I'm saying about so I'm saying, like going to, going to a rehab well. place. It's like. You're not rehabbing anything. No, but you're, you're, they're you're, teaching you how to move about. Like what, no. Dan, like what Danielle just te- texted me. They're not rehabbing that person. They're taking care of that person. Like what and Jeff teaching them how to care for themselves until until they can get up for themselves. Well, that could be a long time. It depends on the person. It could, but if you live alone and you don't have any family members, what else are you gonna do? You need somebody to put your muumu on for you. But they'll call it physical therapy. Like you're gonna go to physical therapy. So Danny, I think you went, like two or three times a week for an extended period of time. And then he went once a week for an extended period of time. But whatever they will allow you to have, just make sure and do all of it. Which is ridiculous if I... If, here, okay, here's the thing. Jessica goes, you're not going to be able to drive. Because, not with a fixator on. Well, how am I even getting in a car? You have to put your butt in and then slide across on the, on the on back seat. On the back seat. seat. Uh-huh. So I have to have a driver a to everything bus. I go to. Yeah, a dog bus. We put we set up a transport for you. Yeah, you that's chance. the move. She loves that part. <laughs> slide you she on a blanket. We, <laughs> like, we, we, <laughs> love, we load you up like a Bordeaux. You just swing that in, put you in, and yeah. then the transport takes you, and you, you yeah. behave. Don't Video. pee, don't don't pee or poop car. in the back just of it. Just in the back yeah. seat. Just like we did with Big Joe. You just got to go on a blanket, two-man two lift. <laughs> oh, but see, the dog bus, the door opens up, and it's right there at your mm. rear height, and you just sit on there, and, and like Tammy from Thousand Pound Sisters, and they take you down the road. <laughs> she She's You're watching so that show for research purposes now. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of see gear do they Tammy, have? See how Tammy gets her moo-moo on. <laughs> Now sweatpants, cut the leg, butt flap, two buttons. Moomoo's. Moomoo's. You could just do Velcro. Velcro. Velcro kind of drags. You know, it gets. (laughs) I think I could probably. It's caught on your blanket. Pants on with the hand grabber. Well, this isn't. It's so big, no pant is going to go over that. That's what I'm telling you about. How big of a big around was that thing? It was this big. Oh. Ugh, sleeping with that with your other leg. Well, Danny tore up our sheets. He tore up the bathroom wall because. Need to go to the bathroom. Well, this thing's here. I've got marks 
on my wall from him accidentally doing it. But no, that's what why we jerk. had to go with the wife <laughs> because he couldn't use any of his clothes. They would not fit over this. So the well, I look at my other mind. leg and I go, how's my other leg supposed to coexist with this thing? It'll be fine. Like I said, when you go to sleep, so what? So, okay, time to go to sleep. Lay, like flat, on, lay flat on your back and spread your legs apart so that this leg doesn't have to have this on there and then just go to sleep. That's all you got. Well, and you don't want dogs jumping on it. That would be terrible. You're not going to have trouble sleeping. You're going to be doped to the gills. Well, not. Well, I mean, but for for later for on. weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks. Yeah, for however long pain is, which is probably a long that time. That fixator is going to be on there. Six months. I don't know. We did not. Ask we didn't that ask that question because you, <laughs> you didn't want to know. You were <laughs> overwhelmed at that point, so there's no point in. That's a personal I'm sure it's like a, I'm sure it's like a six to eight week. It was like a couple of months. Danny had that on there. A yeah, it's months. probably. But he, the worst was only a very very small amount of time, and it just <clears throat> it, every day got better. How long was Danny in that thing? That's what I'm saying. I think a couple months. It's gonna be at least three months. months. Yeah. Just just based on how <clears throat> how many weeks, and then they turn it ten degrees, and then how many more weeks, and they turn it ten degrees. How many of those are there? I think mentally you should be like eight weeks is minimum. I, well, that's I just totally need minimum. to know if it's eight weeks where I don't bear any weight. We didn't ask that. What she got? What you got, bud? Toy. She better not have Legos. No. Be upset. What is that? She's she's, got a I wouldn't let her in there. She's, she's a, a bad. I closed the door. I don't know why she's in there at all. Put that down. Put it down. Down. She doesn't know that. She's not smart. Why is that on the floor? It's Ripley. Ew. She went in there shopping. This is the second thing she brought. <laughs> Close the door. What are we doing? Go away. You're a bad dog. Go. I want to talk oh, to you. Oh, bubs. No. Close the actual door, Laura. It'll it'll shut with that gate there. <clears throat> I took your phone away, Bubs. Oh, Bubs. So you're supposed to get a call like Monday for like more specifics. On... Hopefully, well, my MRI should be back by Monday. And <clears throat> I don't know. He made he made it sound like he wanted surgery ASAP. ASAP. So we'll just see what he says about that. I said you're gonna have to there's there's hoops because insurance ain't gonna just let you just jump into that so and like you said there's gonna be chest x-rays and blood work and ekg ekgs and all of that yada yada and but they usually want those things like 48 hours before yeah because they want to know okay it's imminent and so we want to know that you're good and stable yeah and even if you've had it they're still going to want new yeah which is good because you don't want a complication. Right. Oh, you just had to do it up real big, didn't you? She likes attention. I still I still have a little tiny bit of denial that the MRI is going to come back and say that's not that's what it dumb. is. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had he not said to you, well, if it's not this and I have no idea what it is. He said to us. Something like there that. could be like some kind of a really weird like it's nerve like a Bell's damage. palsy, Bell's but in your leg. In your leg. What? But he goes, but, but he goes. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. Thanks for putting that in the universe, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't cause pain. Yeah. Why would so, he say that? Because he's that's. What, <laughs> he's he saw the look on her face when he told her what it was. Like yeah. I'll give you anything. <laughs> I mean, it's such a weird thing because the first guy that we went to is a. Dallas Cowboy kind of a surgeon. Um, he's a, a 
like a knee. He, he's a replacement an guy. He's a replacement guy. What does That's that mean? What like he does like athletes and stuff like that? Yeah. Or? And, and it's, and he, yeah, he does like, well, he came and looked at it and, you know, the PA had already come in and looked at it. He didn't touch her leg at all. He just, you know, looked at the scans. They did an x-ray while we were there and you could see there's a meniscus tear. Her kneecap is off to the side. She's got arthritis in it. And, you know, he's like, yeah, that's probably it. He goes, I'm going to go take all this to the surgeon. And have see, the radiology report from the MRI, yeah. which points which didn't out say anything the, about a quad. So it says you have a meniscus tear, you have a Baker cyst. That's it. That's all that's on there. So then the surgeon comes in and examines her. Well, he comes in and asks me questions, and then he puts me on that table. Somebody commented on Facebook about this, too, and asked the same question. When you are laying on your back with your legs straight, can you lift that leg? No. Because that and that's what he did. He put me on the table. He says, okay. He goes, lift the leg. Lift your leg. Do because it. the muscle that does that is torn. And yeah, I said, I, well, it's not the muscle. It's the tendon. <laughs> I said, I can't. He's like, do it. <laughs> do it. Stop being a baby. Lift it up as high as you can. Right now. <laughs> I take my right Show leg and something. I go, this one works. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I cannot. So then he starts palpating it. Did you she know, try he sticks... to bite him then? <laughs> well, it's her, it hurts her. I can see in her face that it hurts her. But he's sticking... I'll put my leg up here. He's sticking his fingers all up in her knee Ugh. right here. You know, nice. sticking... And then doing the other one, and he's like, "You've you've torn this tendon." Because his fingers go all the way in. He goes, mm. "I can see it. I can see." He does one, and he does the other one. You know, this one, his finger goes in. You know, about this far. This one, it's like you know, up to the digit it's that like he can push. And then darkness. he made me come over and feel it. Mm. You Check can feel out. that there's not a <laughs> you tendon. Now. Yeah, yeah, you come over and grab her knee. <laughs> that's, that's, that's when his face is like, "You've torn like, your quad." I, he goes, "I'm." He goes, "I'm going to go look at the MRI disc myself." Because I want to see what I can see. He thinks that he could see, see it like at, at the, the top. very top. So then he goes, he goes, I'm sending you I'm to my sending partner. sending you to my partner. Because my because this is what he does, like intricate weird revisions. Weird injury fixing things. Ugh. He goes, I'm, I'm a joint replace guy. He goes, but this guy does, you know, technical repairs. He's a robot repairs. guy and the other guy's a, a, a cadaver guy. So the, the second guy looks at it and sa- same thing, same thing. He's looking at the MRI. He's reading the radiology report. It doesn't say anything on there on the radiology report. And he says, so he put, he picks up my leg and puts it on his knee and says, you know, lift up your leg. <laughs> Do it. Oh, we covered this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go. It's not going to go. And it hurts. And it, Like I can like in your head, I can like lock down and go pick it up, pick it up. And I can like force it in my brain, like to come this far off, and it immediately goes to like a twelve in pain. It feels like somebody put a bomb in my leg. So no, this doesn't work. This this doesn't work. So then he said, he said clinically, you have a your quad tendon is torn. Cl- everything that you say, everything, and he said everything in my gut yeah. tells me the scans are just to confirm it. But, but, he already but knows. the MRI can't be conclusive with because that. he thinks that when they did the MRI, they only did it like right here, and he thinks and the they didn't go above, up high enough. It's above my knee. So I said, then we're getting another MRI, and he goes, well, that's a good idea. He didn't feel like he needed it, yeah. But he goes, I'd hate to like cut your knee all the way open and like not find it in there. But Ooh. that's when we discussed. What else could it be? Pretty much nothing. And there isn't anything that it, else it can be. Except for that weird alien thing that he yeah. mentioned. That he's never seen before. 
I mean, this guy's no slouch. He's like, was the chief of surgery and like, you know. All right. So I said, no, we're getting another MRI. Because I, I need that in my head. Because like I said, I still a little bit of denial. About it. Still a tiny bit of it that goes, maybe it could be something else. But something else worse. There's nothing else better it could be. Well, I mean, he said those words that I knew when he said, this won't get any better. Yeah, and, and it's a really long recovery. I know, but I can't, like, wait it out, like, for it to heal. Yeah. <laughs> You've been doing that, and it's not working. I've been doing that. Well, but the good part about that is that, you know, you don't have to play fighting insurance games of, like, oh, yeah, let's just do some cortisone injections, and let's just send you to PT for a while and see if mm-hmm. it gets better. Yeah. Because it's not gonna get better, right? So you don't have to you don't have to play that game. Well, you've already done that, and it only gets worse. Correct. So. Correct. It has steadily gotten worse. Significantly worse. To where I'm more and more and more debilitated. You're completely debilitated. To where I drag a crutch around with me everywhere I go and can't pick up. And a dead leg. Backyard. And can't scratch your nose on. Can't she? She did that when we were running yesterday. The ranger. Bad. And yesterday when I stopped to get mail, I didn't have my crutch. She's going to be falling. Didn't have my phone. And, I and thought, so you're going to attempt to do something dangerous. That's yeah. Because it's all good. And it yeah. was like, you know, it's kind of like a slope like that. And I thought, well, I could probably like get to it and grab the mailbox, which I did. <clears throat> Got the mailbox open. But then, then you I, can't get out. I turned around and I'm like, how am I going to get out? I had the... I had to walk down the driveway to where the slope ended and then walk back to my car without a crutch. It wasn't good. I did get the mail, though. You know this is why you have to stay mail? at my house post-op because then you'll have all these stupid ideas in your head of things that you think you're going to do that you ain't going to be doing. That's the problem is when I get back home, I'm, I'm telling you is there's things and things and things and things and things to be done. You know, you're just going to wash your clothes. You know, if I need something to eat for breakfast, I need something to eat for lunch. I need something to eat for dinner. Plus, I'm going to ring a bell. She's so going to have a bell. Grandpa Wayne you had a pie pan. He had a metal mm-hmm. I have a phone, oh, but people nice are too. busy. They're not going to be at your well, beck and call. They don't answer. Or they laugh at me. What oh, are yeah. you, crippled? <laughs> What's your leg broke? What's <laughs> about your leg broke? <laughs> no, they're going to bring you taquitos from Whataburger. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're going to make you eat garbage. Yeah, so let's be texting me. I'll just be on the couch with Bessie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with Bessie. Not watching her. <laughs> oh, Bessie. Because her skin doesn't go bad at Travis. She no. was fine. Bessie. She's sleeping. <laughs> well, enough about me. Let's talk about Kabuk a little bit. Because he was such an interesting case for us. And his adoption is up this morning. But... I don't know if people understand the, the significance of what we went through with that dog. I'm not sure if my post could even capture it. It's such a strange, 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 strange case. Strange. And the only one that comes close to it is Sun Bear. Oh, Same Sun kind of Bear. thing. Is can a dog be so psychologically depressed that they give up? Well, uh, people yes. can. Yes. I said that like right from the beginning and everyone's like, oh, medical, medical. I'm like, no, he's been in ISO for like by himself for like, what, four months? Well, he'd lost Katmai, who he'd been with forever. No, he's not Katmai. No, he that, was Everglades. that was Everglades. Oh, that was Everglades. Yep. No, Kabuk was one of the sickest dogs, not with distemper, with mycoplasma. Yeah. Terrible, terrible He was in sick. and out of the ER. Pneumonia, sick, 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 sick. 
<clears throat> and he recovered from that. And then we saw the normal one of him, you know, feeling healthy and funky. And But we had everybody still on lockdown because we had so many sick dogs that we couldn't expose them back and forth to one another. You know, we have to keep them separated because this one has mycoplasma. This one has adenovirus. This one has Bordetella. This one... Uh, they don't. They don't come from the shelter exposed to distemper. Right. So the whole sanctuary had to go into isolation. They basically. all had to be isolated alone. All of them. Yeah. And that's hard on those dogs. <clears throat> hard on them. You know, they developed all kinds of nasty habits of like barking at another dog when it was fence fighting with a dog walking down their aisle because they had nothing else to do. There's nothing it, else to do. It was do. like mill dog behavior that we've talked about. Those it really mill was. Mamas, that they don't have anything better to do than. Fight, fence fight with each other so and then they get here they're like oh you yeah. know yeah. yeah so everybody started to get healthy including him he's healthy he's healthy he's healthy but you know other ones aren't and then we then we start to see behavior issues like can he get along with other dogs because he was the one that they said couldn't get along with other male dogs well he hated those male dogs from the shelter it wasn't that he couldn't get along with male dogs he hated those male dogs from the shelter because we've all fence fought now. For weeks. For weeks. Months. For weeks. Yeah. So now we're enemies. Pew, pew. You got your guns out anytime you meet them or see yeah. them. We had the same problem with Badlands, with Kabuk, with Zion. And it wasn't that they couldn't get along with other dogs. They just don't like those dogs. They don't like them, which is really difficult to address what kind of a home we need for them. You know, that's what the challenge was with these dogs. It was just like... Well, it's nearly impossible because it's not like, you know, we can, we can assume that, but I can't test that. I'd be exposing some other dog. Exactly. So we, so we just so sat I'm, in a holding just, pattern. You're just stuck. You're just stuck. You're stuck behaviorally. You're stuck physically. You're just stuck. You're not only stuck, you're stuck in a negative, a knowingly stuck in a negative pattern. Right. To where you know these these things are just going to basically get worse mentally. Yeah. But there's absolutely nothing you nothing can do you about could it. Nothing you could do. Couldn't send them to, you couldn't take them out with a foster home because you can't expose what's. Nope. So you're just there. They're, it's purgatory. That's what it was. It was yeah. like dog purgatory. And it damages their mind. And it damages their mind and it damages all of our minds too. Because we're just stuck in it. We, January 17th. Yeah. Yeah. That's how long. Yeah. So that's where we were with Kobuk, and he started to. First, he started to just have diarrhea. Just ha he has diarrhea, and it's like kind of comes and it goes, and it's diarrhea, and then he starts to like he's lethargic. So you know, we take him to Doctor Reno. She'd look at him, the usual stuff. There's some serenia to get, you know, metronidazole, all the usual. Put him on GI, be fine for a couple of days. Boom, it's all back again. So then. Then he was like really down and out. Like he's not going to get up. He won't get. He won't get up. He wasn't wagging his tail. You looked at him in his eye. And, and then he, he stopped eating. And he, he was there. an eater. He always ate. That's what Jenna said. He always eats. Mm -hmm. So when he refused food, now it, he went to the ER. That's why you don't free feed your dogs because you need to see your if your dog stops eating and your dog always eats, it needs to be addressed. Yeah. So he went to. So he went to the ER. They worked him up. Dr. Rolf, Dr. Bronstad looked at him. We ran every, every test. Every, every. At one point I looked because I was just curious because it had gone on for like so long. And I knew we had done like, well, Dr. Rolf's words, we had done everything a rational person would do. That's what he said to me. Yeah. 
and I'm like, what What have we spent? So we spent $9,000 on every test known to man and caring for him. Yeah. And there was just nothing left to do. There was nothing no. left. And the only diagnosis that we could get with a scope and a biopsy was moderate IBD. Which, Which is basically like, there's a blank spot for the, <laughs> for the doctor to fill yeah. in the problem. And he's like, ah, how about a little bit of IBD? This. Yeah. Just write that in there. But he, Can't leave it blank. He, had, <laughs> he was looking so poorly. Dr. Rolf said, you know, he's just dumpy. He's dumpy. He, you know. Well, at the one point when he went to the ER, I think Christy took him. He wouldn't walk. They had to put Elizabeth, him on a gurney. Elizabeth, Elizabeth took, him. took him. And they had to bring the gurney and take him back. The very last time that he went, they had to take him back on a gurney. Because she was so worried about him over at the sanctuary of him, like, making it through the night. I'm like, let's just go back to the ER again. And and I just told the ER doctor that night. Bubbles. I, I said, you know, we think he's yeah. dying. And we just want to try to make it to the morning when ADC can take over again. So just, and there he was. We were back with Dr. Rolf again. Yeah. Second time. And, you know, he just, he's, he, he agreed with us that he looked terrible. And, and, and there's no answers. And that is, you know, we're, so then we begin to have the discussions of, quality of life if he's just going to keep trying to decline 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 and there's nothing we can do what are what are we doing here right right because we're like at the er like every week every week with no way to fix this no and, and we're and it wasn't because there wasn't enough money to do something right. or there wasn't a surgery there to just do, wasn't an answer there was no answer and so you begin to have the discussion of well, we you had signed all the papers. We were going to euthanize him well, the I mean, next morning. But that was we were at the point yeah. of like, okay, here he is. This is happening, and so Dr. Rolf, in agreement with us, we all agreed that hey, that we're not doing right by this dog. Right. And so we did. And the we, last converse, I had the conversation with him that afternoon when we were going to euthanize him the next morning, and he said, "Let's see if the biopsy results come back in the because remember it was like it's going to be two weeks before these even come and he back." He said they're not going to come back. They're not going to come back. So, so then he says to me, I'll call you in the morning if the, if the biopsy happens to come back. Otherwise, we're sched we scheduled him to be euthanized at 2 o'clock. Because we wanted to give, you know, he'd been with us so long. There were lots of volunteers that loved him. That wanted to go be with him. Be with him. And so we needed to give time to do this. And so he so, tried to call you. He didn't get you. Right. And then he called me and he said, hey, you know, um, he's up. He and, the, good. And, the, and the biopsies had come back, and he did not have in, he did not he have, have intestinal cancer. lymphoma, which was a possibility, and he just has moderate IBD, and he's back up, and he looks good, and he's wagging, and you know, that's when I said, okay, all there is left to do is to just pull him out of there. Well, we first when that happened, and I'm on the phone with him, and then I just said. I called back to his front desk. I told him, I said, no, we don't want to euthanize him at 2 o'clock. We'll just come get him. And then I called back to the front desk. I said, hey, that piece of paper that I just signed. She goes, I'll shred it right now. Okay. Yeah. I, wanna, I just want to make sure. Because it's that, in the work. Want to make sure he didn't get done on accident. I, exactly. Right. I told Dr. Rolf, but what if something happened before Dr. Rolf got around to, you know. So uh, let's just bring him to the ranch. Just bring him to the ranch. Give him a change of scenery. Give him a change of scenery. See who he is with other dogs, because now we have an opportunity to do that. So we did. And in the in the time frame, how when when was he cleared to, to do that, to, to be with other dogs? 
Um, it was probably <gasps> around the same time. Everybody he had been had... cleared for like a couple weeks. But he wasn't feeling good. Yeah, he, he, yeah. but he was down. Yeah. And so, they didn't want so to we... put those dogs over there because he hates those dogs. So we were still ISOing because you're because sick. he's not well. Yeah. So what else? What what is it now? Exactly. Okay. That's what we're that's what we're doing. Yeah. So when everything comes back, that there he's not sick with anything. He's not contagious. There's we nothing... have to assume it's his mind. Yeah. So we get him to the ranch, and Trav brings him out to. He's just a good boy. <laughs> Saint. He's a very he's good boy. A... Yeah. Do you have any reaction to any dogs? negatively yeah. in any way it's always so interesting doing that too because it's like man all the medical stuff that's all like you guys i can barely like keep it straight and yeah. juggle it but like behaviorally it's just like i'm just over here just there's nothing i can do yeah you know but and then to, to bring him out that day and he's just like just a total angel dog no reaction i mean he's not a wussy you know his his tail will be like you know super dominant dog your tails all jacked up perked the hairs up he had a little hair up and was mostly like nervousness. His tail's like at medium and he's like just walking around, no growling, no showing teeth, no fixation, super casual. He was it's like it was like a perfectly socialized dog. Yeah. And just And that's the way he stayed. He was we, on leash for about sixty seconds and I was like, he's fine. Let him go. Perfect. We had no issue with him yeah. whatsoever. None. Just, had, just just a perfect citizen. Several, I think we had him for a week or so, maybe a week or ten days. Yeah. <clears throat> we had we had Henry the Bordeaux who doesn't like recently neutered males mm-hmm. follow him around and bug him and kind of tried to pin him a little bit too yeah. and he and, didn't and yeah. Kubuk just kind of cried and recoiled so he didn't even doesn't even like fight back he's yeah. just, he's well, they I mean lo- the, they the only the only thing he did you know wrong at the ranch was he would uh, he would pee, pee overnight den. yeah he, would pee he, would pee he doesn't den. want to be in there anymore he would yeah. do that at the sanctuary he's done too. with the den yeah. stuff yeah. guys <laughs> it's an fup yeah. yeah. So he gets adopted by the vet tech who took care of him when he was Well, at so the there hospital. was this one young lady who was there, and Dr. Rolf was telling me about her. So she works for the ER. The ER and Animal Diagnostic Clinic are in the same building, but they're separate entities. And so it's not like, I mean, they work together, but they don't. Yeah. Well, she would leave the ER and come over and ask Dr. Rolf, can I please go take can I go pet Kobuk? Can I feed him? She would hand feed him. He would eat for her. And Oh, really? Yeah. And Dr. Rolf said, you know, she's just a good egg. This girl is just a good egg. <laughs> and, he mentioned her to me a couple of and times. And then too. Amy. I love those old man terms. <laughs> Amy, who works for ABC, called me and said, hey, you know, there's this vet tech here. So, like, several people reached out to us about her. Yeah. And she ended up putting an application for him and adopting him. Off he goes. But she was the only person that he would wag his tail for and eat at the In there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Magic. That's magic. Just worked out. Well, it's just just a lesson in my head. Yeah. You know, a dog being sick isn't always necessarily them being physically ill. Well, we've, I mean, thankfully, in, since 2014, we've never had what we just had happen to us. We, with that group of we dogs. always know that there's a possibility that the, and this happens at shelters and rescues all over the country you just get a really sick group of dogs yeah. mm-hmm. and this has been four months of some of the worst illness you know we could have ever 
imagined. The worst illness that led into the worst behavioral issues that led in. Well, the isolation, it just, you can't say enough about what isolation does to humans or to dogs. I mean, this is a really big lesson in isolation. And sometimes when you're medically caring for a dog, that isolation issue just does not come into play when you're discussing it with your veterinary team. It's, and I've said this to everybody before. Their, their mental well-being is important to me. And isolating dogs, I know, is an issue. But veterinarians don't look at it that way. Because they're doing, they're doing the science of their bodies, mm-hmm. not their minds. The, how, they, how it affects them behaviorally. Dr. Rena would say, you have to deal with that later. Because all, all you can deal with is the germs. It's, the- like a, it's like an emergency room. You know, your job is to keep them alive. It's My tr- job it's is not triage. to solve. Yeah. 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 Triage. Yep. You can't solve your depression in the ER. Like exactly. we're, do- we're doing physiological things in here right, right now. It's the same, and it's the, it's the same thing. But it's any dog that we've had to ISO down there. You know, I went down this morning. Any dog that we have that comes in from the shelter, you know, we have them in isolation. And you know, I went the in, Brennan and the Dale. Uh, went in and saw Brennan and Dale this morning, and they're sad. Yeah, they're they're sad in there. I took Brennan out, and he was so sad, and his tail was down when I was in ISO, and then I took him outside. I mean, it kind of makes me tear up right now, but he was just so happy, and that's yeah. all he wanted was to go out, you know, with me, and yep. so to have to go take him back in there. Yeah, you know, and that's you know we're at the tail end of those boys, but I hate it. I hate yeah. it too. I hate well, it. I, you know, your flinch reflex, like after what we just went through with Kobuk, I know I was telling Michaela I was in there with her this morning. I said, the last thing that I want to have happen to these boys is what just happened to Kobuk. I think it's just so fresh right. that I look at them. And I'm like, oh, your tail's down. You look sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm. But the other thing that you don't want to happen is to is have everybody them else have, get, it. Everybody get yeah. everybody else sick. Right. You know, yeah. so so but, now everybody's got it. Now right. everybody has to do that. It's just it's terrible. It is terrible. It is. And but was... they've they've had their last swab, and we should get results on that like Monday, yeah. Tuesday, and then it's time to yank those boys out of there. And let's see who those those big bad Knuckle boys heads. are. Are those boys neutered or no? No, no, they're not. Okay. They're some of the biggest Bordeaux's though that I've seen. They're giant, and they're well, you know, I'm not sure. Hundred pounds, aren't they? Hundred pounds? Oh yeah. Hundred ten? Are they bigger? He was. I think his paperwork was like one oh nine skinny. Okay. So, so they're like they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be like one thirty five one twenty five one thirty muscle perf like what their perfect weight should be is probably gonna be like one thirty. My leg can have no part of them. No. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see those dogs. I can look yeah. at them over the fence. <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot a video. Through the peephole. <laughs> <laughs> Just through the fence. <clears throat> no, they're you have like I'm careful when I walk with them. Yeah, because they could take me to well, the Well, Crab said when he went to get them at the shelter, they're very strong. They're very strong. Oh man, boys. Gonna, gonna pull me down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. Uh, and my knees over there going. Lord have mercy. <laughs> when, when you talk about a Bordeaux pulling you down, I just go back to you and me in the field in the middle of winter. And what stupid idea was that for us to think we we're gonna walk Bordeaux that have never been on a leash before? <laughs> me, big werewolf, big mummy, oh, witchy poo. Wolfman. Wolfman. Yeah. Those girls, scaredy cat girls, and here, I think I had two Bordeaux at a time. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> and, 
And then she's going to be that granny in that video. Well, all I can think is, Lord, help me. Just don't let go. Whatever I do, don't let go. Because if I do, they're never going to back. And I look over and they're pulling you down over there, too. Stupid, stupid, stupid. What did we learn today? There's no need to walk aboard. Yeah, she could just have her crawl in a cage and clean up. And then they pooped and I had to stop and get in the cage. And instead of helping you, Laura took your video. She did what you're supposed to do. My, my, what is it? The fetch and catch? The catch. Step and fetch. fetch. They're going to step and fetch. I've never heard that term in my life. Stepping or fetching because she's going to come in with her phone. Which all of you should be doing. We have that video of you doing it. It's priceless, okay? I'll put it in here, all right? If she didn't do her job, what she's supposed to do, we would only have a story. I won't say a name. I won't say a name, but I will tell this one little story. So we had this other friend. And she and she was at the hospital. And I knew I needed oh, no. to I knew I needed to videotape her. And I was because she was having a reaction to medication. Some, they gave her some medication and she had a reaction. And I said, So and so, do you want to bite and fight me? And she said, Yes. Where's the video? Ooh, whop, whop. I had it and I was like, she and she held herself back. And then I did. I was. I was going to. Made the wrong choice. It to this day. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I know. And, and so then I I was with the same friend again and had her at the hospital and I said and so and so, I said, I almost videotaped you, but because of our friendship, I did. She goes, thank you so much. <laughs> but I've always been like when I was sitting there and I made the decision not to do it. I thought. I think, I think it's for the best. That would have been me. This is the same person who filmed Danny waking up from his colonoscopy and sent it to all of us. I didn't put it like out in the world. I yeah, just did. sent I it to did. you. She didn't post it to Facebook or anything. I've saved it in my favorites. He goes, what are it's you in my favorites. This is why she's not your person at the hospital. My step and fetch. Yeah. No, you're like your you know, emergency contact person right. in there when you wake up. Yeah. It ain't you. <laughs> she's a monster. She's so mean. You gotta have good content. Yes, I did video Eva when she woke up from her wisdom teeth. Hilarious. Yes. See? Yeah, that, that good was content. Hilarious. Good content. Yeah. Are you glad you did that now? Hell yeah. I told exactly. her I was gonna do it ahead of time too. That's exactly my point. There's nothing better than people waking up from anesthesia. Yeah. It was great. Or a, a medication reaction. That's really great too. <laughs> She's like, how did or you Or has person picking up dog poop in a cage that she stuck in? <laughs> Timeless. The content is But timeless. you know what? You, you fail because so many times you could have videoed me falling down in New Orleans on the ground. Because I'm a compassionate human being yeah, and care about you. Stop that. <laughs> I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give and up. And also that actively trying to catch you to from catch falling. You. But you know. this, this is the other deal. So when I <clears throat> fell at the ranch, which I've fallen at the ranch so many times. Yeah, which time? But when I fell in the ranch and fell into the water bowl, I had to tell her to take the photo. I did post that on Facebook. Yeah. No, but I'm the one that had to tell you to take it. <laughs> See, because, that's how dedicated she is. Because she's a monster through and I through. Had, I had gravel that was embedded into my arms. Content. <laughs> how do you fall in a dog dish so seriously? Let's ask you. It's a big it? bowl. It was a big bowl. I've stepped in it accidentally before. Have yeah. you? Yeah. You're that's just, a dangerous yard. It's like, yeah, because it's, it's uneven. It's yeah. uneven. It's the gravel. The step is high. I've gone through there with a crutch. <clears throat> Believe me, it's, it's, not, it's not good. I don't go in that yard anymore. <laughs> It's like first first thing in the morning, you're busy. I'm going out there, and you're just like slammed and yeah. drop the poop in, and then step back, and it's like 
just stepped in there. What, now your whole boot's wet, and you yeah. still got a mountain of work <laughs> ahead of you. There's a hose there on the ground that you can trip over. <clears throat> the, you tripped over the hose. Yeah. And I did. And that yard, like, if it's a little icy outside. <laughs> I yeah. saw that video of Trav icing down the, yeah. Very dangerous. Much danger. Mm. Well, before we close this podcast, I do want to talk about Cute Baby a little bit, just so that cute people baby. know what was wrong with her. So she started to deteriorate probably about a month ago. Yeah, her body condition was really body poor. condition was, you know, she had lost she had lost weight and she's kind of losing her muscles. And I bumped her food up and I did get her to gain weight again. I got food back. At, you know, dogs get old; they don't process their food the way that they should when they're like they're younger. So sometimes they're not absorbing the calories that they need. They just lose that muscle tone. Right. So you need to adjust their food. Sometimes they need to eat a lot more food as they get older. Peggy is Peggy right now is on a much larger quantity of she food. She likes it. <laughs> she loves every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I've had to do with most of my dogs as they age is I've had to increase their food. So I increased her food and she gained weight. But I could see her like like her hip muscles and her shoulder muscles just kind of start to deteriorate. And then she... This was before we went to Disney World. Um, she kind of just doesn't want her food. So I'm trying kind of different things. Put a little canned GI in there. Put a little kibble in there. See if she wants that. I could tell she wanted it. But then she'd go to it and then she'd like kind of eat it halfway. And so you're thinking, is she nauseous? You know, what's the issue? Um, so then I took her to Dr. Reno on Monday. And, you know, blood work is normal. Your analysis is normal. So you do the usual thing, give them some entice, some serenia. She gave her a convenient injection in case there was any kind of infection, and none of that changed. Didn't change any of it. So <coughs> she called Dr. Rolf and said, you know, you need to take a look at her. And So we did that ultrasound, and it was, I mean, y you appreciate when things are completely conclusive. Yeah. You know? So he brings the ultrasound in for me to see it, and it's, you know, I mean, her, stu her stomach was full of food, and she had not eaten since the day before because I took her in there fasted. But here's the stomach, and, you know, it's moving on the ultrasound, and it's got food all in it. And then the pylorus, which in case people don't know what the pylorus is, the pylorus is the, is the last part of the draining before it goes into the intestines. So it's kind of like the drain. And it's not, it's not very big. The diameter of it isn't very big. But hers was, like, minuscule because there's just a big mass sitting right there. So her stomach contents can't, they can't go through. They can't, she can't empty. She the, can't empty her stomach. So she's, so she's not, she's not hungry because her stomach is full, even though she's always a good eater. But she's not absorbing anything because it's not going to her intestines. Right. But interesting <laughs> enough, he goes, so is she not vomiting and no diarrhea? So there's no vomiting and there's no diarrhea, which was interesting that she's, it seems to function. He goes, so what does get through her body is, you know, making normal stool and, it's not causing her to vomit. So she was kind of an interesting case, you know, for him. But, you know, we talked about, talked about for a second, you know, can you remove it? I mean, is there, and he said no. He goes, because it's like, it's right next to the pancreas. It's there. He goes, it's, it's so close to so many things and it's embedded in the wall. So you always know when they say anything's embedded in the wall, that's never good. Right. Right. So. He said, you know, we could, th we could put her on steroids for a while and see if it reduces the inflammation for her pylorus to, like, things to pass through, which I, you know, I contemplated. And I said, well, let's try that, which was stupid. You know, I tried to, 
Well, you, well, you you're, were processing you're, you're it. You're processing and hoping that there's something that'll you know buy you some time or make her more comfortable or something. And but steroids can be magical sometimes, man. They can. But so, but your logic like, goes to what end? It's not going to shrink it to her. Well, so so, so he, he left the room to like go get her meds, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, not ah, stupid. I mean, it's you're an idiot. You're dragging her through this so that you know it's a hail mary. Right. And and you, the question that you always have to ask is who are you doing that for? Right. Well, so, and and to what you're, ta- you're talking to us while this is going on. So yeah. in my mind, of course, I want you to do what you want to do. Right. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if you have surgery on Monday or Tuesday and then she falters, you can't be with her then when she passes because you're going to be incapacitated and right. you can't go and you're not going to want that. Right. And I hate for you to not be with her if yep. if it's imminent. So the girl came back in with her medicine bag that they, and I said, you know what? I'm not doing this. She's like, you're not doing what? I said, I'm, I'm going to let her go. So she's like, okay, let me go get Dr. Rawls. So he comes back and he's just the nicest man. I know. He's just the nicest. <clears throat> always, man. always, comes in always. And grabs my hands and. He, he addressed one thing that I hadn't thought of. Like you're talking about with surgery, but he said, you know, this thing's sitting in there gonna burst yeah and it'll be painful and you have an emergency you have an emergency euthanasia right and those are gross so i don't know you're just never ready it doesn't matter how old they are or how sick they are it's it's and or even if you know it's coming yeah and even if you know it's the right thing to do right you're absolutely positive it's the right thing to do and we deal with this all the time yeah all the time yep so anyway he's so good he's so i was talking to laura before we started the podcast on how you know euthanizing dogs is there's an art to it that some people some vets are really good at it you're talking about michaela and her family had a very negative experience euthanizing their previous dog where they're gonna muzzle it and it's screaming oh jeez you know and it, and then it, so a lot of times they give they euthanize them and the dog has a bad reaction to it and they're flailing and they're oh, screaming. Oh, really? You yeah. know those That's kinds of things. That's what happened to Michaela's family previously. Are horrific. So they for were people. very afraid. Is that a reaction or did someone screw up? Well, so this is the thing, because I'll go through like what Doctor Rolf did for her. You know, I'm <laughs> sitting. They have like these little built-in benches in those rooms. You know, yeah, it's like a little mm-hmm. built-in bench, and she's on. She's I'm holding her. And the girl came and got her and put a catheter in and then brought her back to me. So he comes in. And really? He's, he, I've never had him put a catheter in. Yeah, they did for Sasha at the same place. That's yeah, nice. there. And he's got, all the, he's got all the drugs. And um, he's like, you know, do you want to put her up on the table? I said, I really don't. I'd really rather you do this. I said, can you get on this floor? Because I'd really rather just do this. Just hold her. Where I'm, I'm holding her. He's like, of course I can. So, you know, he just gets down on the floor. And the first thing that he does, because she's not sedated, is he gives her propofol, which is the milky white fluid. And, you know, in 30 seconds, she's asleep. And once she's asleep, he flushes the line. You get that pink. It's either pink or blue. And when anybody sees it, it's, you know, it's the death drug. And slips that in there. There's nothing, you know? 
There's no flailing. There's no screaming. It's, there's it's there's the no way gasping. You, it's the kindest way. It's the way it has to be. Yeah. You don't want to see your dog struggle or suffer right. or react or anything. Do a death row. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. You know, I don't. Yeah. Even, you don't even want to see them like gasp, gasp or anything. Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So correct euthanasia. That's what it looks like. That's what it should be. It should be peaceful and it should give people peace of mind. It should not be. an event that scars you because people are afraid to be with their dog to when they euthanize it because they haven't done it before and i yeah they're like projecting some emotion on the dog that the dog they hear a story like michaela's family like the dog knows what's going to happen and is going to be like aggressive potentially which is just not the case ever today but it it doesn't ever get easier no it doesn't and each of them are different, you know. Uh, I mean, I've lost four dogs in 14 months. We And we all knew this was coming when you have so many dogs that are around the same yeah, age. Yeah, and it's and... going to keep coming. I mean, because I've got, you know, I've got many 10-year-olds. Peggy's 14. B and George are 10. Ed's 10. Kitty's 10. I've got a lot of double-digit dogs. I was at my house this morning before I came up, and... Danny was sitting there having his, you know, family time with the girls. <laughs> and Special just had her 10th birthday mm-hmm. on Thursday. And she was my last one that wasn't in double digits. Yeah. And I looked around and I said, girls, y'all are lucky because if you were in the rescue, nobody would want y'all. And Danny's oh. like, But those chihuahuas will live to be 20. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I, you know. Chihuahuas and wiener dogs, they just live a long time. And little little terriers. Yeah, she'll live a long time, too. Yeah, Yeah, That dog is 10 years old, and I mean, she acts like a three-year-old dog. Yeah, there's nothing, literally nothing wrong with her, nor has there been. No. And then you have Sweeps. Yeah, Sweeps is like 14. Yeah. I mean, you would literally think Sweeps was three years old. Look at how old Arthur is. Mark. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's twenty. So. How old was your old wiener dog when she... she's still going? <clears throat> so Carly's out of town at a wedding. Oh, she looks... Is that fat wiener? That's, that's yeah, but Roxy, she's not fat, fat anymore. Wiener. So, <laughs> so Wendy, who used to be a volunteer for us, she, she does pet sitting in her home. Well, I can't keep Roxy at my house anymore because she's blind and deaf, and she goes straight to the pool. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a dangerous situation. Yeah. So Roxy is over at Wendy's house with her tortoise and two Frenchies. <laughs> yeah. She's still going. How old is she? Like 19. Yeah. But she has no hair on her ears anymore. You know, she's just... Is she in good health? Anything failing? No. No? Mm-mm. There you go. I didn't know you did that. Did what? That you, one, one of your dogs went to Wendy? It's no, no, Carly's it's Carly's dog. dog. Oh, Carly's dog. Yeah. Oh. So Fat Wendy Wiener is watching. used to live with Laura when Carly lived with her. But so, then okay. Carly got her own place, and Fat <clears throat> Wiener went to go live with Carly. But then when Carly goes out of town, Fat Wiener can't stay well, at Laura's. Keep... Oh, cool. just when she goes out she of town. She wants to drown in the pond. Right. So, I have cool. her chihuahua at my house. Oh, okay. But I don't have Roxy because it just got to where it was too dangerous. Even Carly tried it, and for, even for Carly, she, she went just straight, wanders to the straight into the pool. Yeah. And it's just, it was just too, too scary. But no, we've had... Roxy since Carly was in the fifth grade and so she really was our family pet oh wow but when Carly left I couldn't say you can't take your best friend with you yeah you know and so she took her yeah it's not been a good week it's been a rough one and I got this leg 
Well, we just have some shirts made up. Step and fetch one, step and fetch two, step and fetch two. <laughs> Put a backpack on Bubs because Bubs will stay right with you. Have Bubs even carry when all I, your even stuff. Even when I go to Jessica's to recover, Bubs is coming with me. Yeah, Bubs, Bubs can get like a like a harness with like handles on it, and you can like. I have one of those. It's, it's have, like it's like a, it's like a backpack Bubs you can wear. So many occasions to like yeah. to, to, for her to hold me. I do that with Marco too. Because she's yeah. not like you know smart at all. So let's make her useful. <laughs> yeah. She'll just stand there, and let you do whatever you want. She's not the cutest tooth ever, though. Bubs. She's upset without her mom. I don't even think you're gonna be able to run her on the ranger because she just. Just like she's just so dumb, and she keeps keeps running in front of it. And you guys want, have to no, stop. She wants to be near me. She wants yeah. to come up the side, she so we just point she at her. So excited, and she can't figure it out. Get back! You get back! <sighs> and I said, "What's Jolene doing?" Because I couldn't see her. She goes, "She's perfect. She's just behind the." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goes, she's like ten feet back center of the yeah. range. Yeah. Like the, the, there was like the first time they ever dealt with it. She just does it. She perfect. just I'm just here. But Bubs, Bubs are my mom. Yeah, as soon as the trail widens enough that Bubs could get around it, then she starts coming up the side, and we both start doing this. We put my hand out, and she's like, okay, go back there with Jolene. Big dummy. You know, we didn't know that morning in the airplane with her. What we were in for? I was like, that's who you are, That she was so dumb. There you are. There you are, Bubs. That's the thing I said to her whenever she did so poorly at your house. I go, you saw her at eight weeks old. That's who they are. They're born that Mm, way. That was my first thought, too. It's like, this is is airplane Bubs right now. (laughs) There is is no talking to her. No. There is no. She's stressed. There's no corrections to be made. You can try and calm her. Not going to work. Nope. She wants her mama. She wants her mama. She wants her now. I mean, if, if I didn't have... If I didn't have any other option besides just be, being able to bring her back here, even though you're not here, it's this is still her home. This is her familiar place. Yeah. But if I didn't have that and I was just taking care of Bubs, oh, she what, what, am, what am I going to do? I got to like drug this dog? What, because would she, what would she have done if she got left at the ranch, do you think? Like in a den. I would worry, because once again, she's not too bright, that she's going to work herself into a tizzy yeah. and could, could you know turn into some kind of medical event where mm-hmm. she's going to... Overheat herself, herself, give herself a heart attack. That's that's what she's going to do is overheat herself because I think Wes got sick one time and you had, I had to go to the vet to go pick her up. That's whenever Wes collapsed at the ranch and hit his head. You had to pick her up at the ranch. Who else was with her? I think it was was Bessie. Yeah. I think it was her and Bessie. So I had, it was hot whenever that was and I have really good back AC so that's not a problem. She starts freaking out. Yeah. And oh, I have to pull over, point all the vents on her. Then I took, you know, like those covers that you put on your windshield. I, I like tied this here and tied, you know, to keep the sun. From Meantime, this. Bessie's just sitting there. Bessie's perfect it. on the other <laughs> side, but she's trying to overheat herself yeah. and work herself into a tizzy. Yeah. And I, I knew because it was the same thing from the airplane. I knew exactly what was happening. Yep. That's airplane a panic runs. too when you know your mastiff is overheating, like. It's scary. I was one time in the in the old van, and I was on like 121. It's like July. That old van, the AC. Remember the AC? It would work, and then all of a sudden it wouldn't. It just wouldn't. And then all of a sudden it would work again? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, that day it wouldn't. And I think I had like, I think I had Big Lou with me. I think I was just taking him to his like cold laser or something like that that mm-hmm. he was doing for his spine. And I got caught in traffic on that 121, and the AC stopped, and he started panting. And then it was like a gridlock, and I was just like having a moment where it's like, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna that. I'm gonna do this for like two minutes here. I'm just gonna try and calm down. But then after that, and that 121 is that big grass in the because I'm I'm in the fast lane right there. I was like, I'm just gonna go. And if a cop comes behind me, I'm just gonna get to the vet and then whatever yeah. you draw your gun or arrest me or whatever. Because uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play by the <laughs> rules and have my dog die. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not living with that. That's what I was doing in the plane with Bubs as a puppy. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get, be on a no fly list. On a, on a no fly <laughs> list. Yeah. They're gonna pull the plane down. Just, yeah. Just, I mean, seriously. That's, well, seriously. Those were our, that's my thoughts. Yeah. You know. They're gonna duct tape you to the airplane seat. <laughs> well, you're they well, do my it. Puppy is done. You're gonna get the spit mask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, have to you know they got one of those spit masks. Yeah. It was no the point. They got a spit mask. It's no the point. So yeah, oh, Bubs. Bubs is big, but she's sensitive. Oh, Bubs. Sensitive is a nicer term than mine. Oh, Bubs. <laughs> <laughs> Bubs going to live in the downstairs bedroom with you. Yeah, Bubs has to go to rehab with her mama. She'd be very happy. Yeah, we'll get her harness with handles on it. In case you fall down, you could just your Bubs will be right no, there. You, you, need just... to put like, you need to put like things that I need. Like Yeah, put a little pouch in I it. Have, oh, I have that because I bought, I bought one of those for she's... Marco to put weights in it to wear him out. Like It's a whole backpack. It's her size, too. You can put like all kinds of stuff in there. Like, you need a phone charger. I'll just bring, yeah, I'll just bring it over. <laughs> I'll load it with tech for you. Like, supplies. Yeah. Because I'm always going to be near me. Uh, yeah. You know what? He won't even come. Probably he'll just send Bubs with some Cheerios in there. <laughs> so run right to you. Make Bubs yeah. your stepping thing. Yeah. Bubs is number four. Bubs, yeah, Bubs. go find your mom with Cheerios. A bottle of water and some Cheerios. You'll be lucky. Yeah, Bubs, your mama wants some almonds. <laughs> <laughs> in there no she'll get to me eventually <laughs> oh babs oh that's funny all right guys that's our podcast all right y'all all right guys